You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I ask you to be with, guide, and lead to give your servant an instructed tongue that only the words that you would have spoken will be spoken. Lord, I thank you for the things that you have shown forth to me this week, and I pray that they are meaningful to all those who will hear them at this point. Bless them, Lord, in a way that you have intended. It is in your precious name, Lord Jesus, that I ask for these things in this way. Amen. Fasting. Most of us are acquainted with fasting because the doctor tells us to do so for 12 hours before we get a blood test. That is probably the most fasting we do consistently all year. Now, I know that some of us give something up for Lent, but that's different than fasting. Jesus tells us today the proper posture, how we should present ourselves for fasting. But we have to look in other portions of Scripture to find out why we fast. So when we fast, we are not supposed to be like most people who disfigure themselves and they want everybody to know that they are in the process of abstaining from something. Jesus says they get their reward because their motive is specifically to have themselves noticed. But not so for us. When we fast, when we abstain, we are to do so so that only we and Almighty God know that we are doing it. And when we do it in that way, then what God sees in secret, he will bless. So let's take a look at three pieces of scripture. We're going to take a journey walk through scripture today. We're going to be in Genesis. We're going to be a little bit in Exodus, some in Numbers, a little bit in Deuteronomy, and in Matthew. That is the walk that we are going to take. Are you ready? Okay. I found it most interesting this morning that we began with the opening Harvest Home with God created all things good. It's right in that Genesis text, but we're going to Genesis chapter 3. So we do know from the earlier part of Genesis that God indeed created all things good and he saw that it was good. So everything God created, all that we know, all that we see has been created good with its divine purpose, its divine intention. So it's only when we misuse that which has been created good that the trouble 
begins. So Adam and Eve are put in this wonderful garden setting with trees all over. And they're told specifically by God that you can eat from all of the trees except the one tree that is in the center of the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I love the stained glass window depiction of that right there. You know, if there's any piece of fruit, it doesn't say in scripture that it was an apple. But if there's any piece of fruit that comes close to resembling the heart, would it not be an apple? Red, brown. So it tells us that what we're doing is we're giving our heart away if we eat of that tree. So God said, do not eat. This is where the fasting part comes in. Do not eat of the fruit of that tree. But Adam and Eve were deceived. And they looked upon the fruit and then they determined that looks pretty good for food. And they immediately disobey God's command. You see, God had put us in the garden. He had given us specific guidelines to follow. But we had freedom within limits. So by partaking of that fruit, we have so said to God, we don't like that un or that limited freedom. We want more freedom for our own determinations. So with that there, they were put out of the Garden of Eden. It was never God's intention. Do you realize that? We were never supposed to be sick. We were never supposed to die. It was never a part of the design. How all of this suffering has come to us is because we had determined that we didn't like the limited freedom that God had put before us. So when we fast, when we abstain from something, we're not to let other people know what or why we're doing it. It's supposed to be between God and I. So every time we look at that piece of food or whatever it is we are abstaining from and we go to reach for it, we have to be reminded, ah, I'm fasting. I am trying to be obedient to God's commands. And we leave it there. It's not the food. It's not what we do that counts. It's what's, what God has done for us. That is what fasting is about. For us to recognize that we need to live within the limited freedoms that God has given us. We all know that because of that fall, God did not abandon his sinful creatures. A new promise was given. That promise was given through Abraham. He promised Abraham that his descendants would be so numerous, they would be more than the sands of the seashore, more than the stars in the sky. When they went into Egypt with 72, they came out with a great multitude of people. The first thing God did to them was took them to Mount Sinai. And they entered in a covenant relationship with Almighty God. The promise was made, I will be your God if you will be my people. God instituted an incredible relationship with those people. They built a worship 
traveling worship center. They were, had the priesthood inaugurated where that relationship between God and people could be substantiated at all times. And God was a constant presence in Israel's midst. Wherever they went, God was with them and went with them. He traveled by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night so that they could see and realize and recognize his presence. So now they get to the point where the covenant relationship has been established. This incredible worship life has been made available to them. They're at the plains of Moab. And as they are at the plains of Moab, Moses says, I need one person from every tribe of Israel. I need 12 people that I will send into the promised land that we may look over the promised land and see what God is about to give us. And when you're there, make sure you bring some of the produce back so that we may see that it is a land flowing with milk and honey. Because up until this point, in their wandering of the wilderness, they were eating manna. Manna that came from Almighty God, the bread that came from heaven, was substantiating them and giving them the sustenance they needed as they were about to go into the promised land. The twelve that were sent in come back after a 40-day expedition into the promised land. And after that 40 days, two of them had a favorable report. The other ten said, oh, people are too big over there. There, there's no way that we're going to be able to beat them. Although the produce of the land, they were constantly speaking out against God about the manna. When they took a cluster of grapes, scripture says they brought grapes and pomegranates and figs back from the promised land for the people to see. The group, the, the clump of grapes was so big it had to be carried on a pole by two people. God was supplying for their needs. He was fulfilling their promises. But because of the negative response by ten of the representatives sent into that land, God said, for every day that they were in there, you will spend a year wandering in the wilderness because you did not trust in me. Again, we see how Fasting tells us that it's not about what we're doing, but it's that in secret, in relationship with God. In our fasting, in our abstaining from something, it should remind us every time we go to reach for it and then pull back that we do not rely on our own strength, on everything that we have accumulated, but everything comes from Almighty God. He is the one who created. He is the one who supplies us. So we begin to see this development here. We have two possibilities. We can either live in a worldly life or we live in a kingdom life. Fasting helps us in the kingdom life where we close our eyes and do not look at what is around us, but we trust in the sustainment of God's presence in our life. That is what fasting is about. So now we take a journey into Matthew, and we have Jesus himself 
Jesus is baptized and the Holy Spirit descends upon him. And once the Holy Spirit has descended upon Jesus, he goes into the wilderness for 40 days. It took one day of exploration transferred to one year. So 40 days of exploration were 40 days of discipline that God had placed upon the people. That all those who listened to the ten accounts of how God could not possibly take them into the promised land, they would be defeated. They cried out to go back to eat the food of Egypt, to go back into the oppression and the bondage and the slavery that they were under, rather than trusting and listening to God. Jesus now has the Holy Spirit upon him and goes in for 40 days into the wilderness. You know, after that wilderness journey that we talked about in Deuteronomy, they're at the plains of Moab again after the 40 years, and this time they will go into the promised land. Look at what Jesus has done. He receives the Holy Spirit that is the Holy Spirit that is poured out upon you and I. In everything we do, God is a constant presence in our midst because the Holy Spirit is upon us and with us and in us. So that all of these things, when we fast and we recognize God's power in our life, that we need to be obedient to his limited freedoms, that we need to be totally and completely confident in his power and presence and his care and love for his people. Jesus goes in and after the 40 days, Satan uses the same old trick that he's been trying to use and has used successfully. He says to Jesus, if you're the son of God, Turn these stones into bread. Food, again, is being used. And our worldly life, we are very sensitive to that food. But it's the kingdom life that we have to understand that Jesus' next words are so important for us. For it is written, you shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So what we learn today through fasting is not to make ourselves appear in that way, but that it should be the way we are. Showered, cleaned up, dressed nice, let no one know we're fasting. But the point of our fast is to be obedient to him and to his limited freedoms. To trust that he will supply all of our needs as he did to the people who wandered in the wilderness at that time, to you and I who are wandering in the wilderness of life to this day. And when we do that, God's word, the kingdom life, is what will sustain us and give us the nourishment and the strength that we need in order to meet every challenge, just the same way Scripture has made it known to us. There are plenty of ways that Scripture puts this forth to us. But the one thing 
that I wish to say to you is there's one type of fasting we're never supposed to do. Because fasting means to abstain from. Do not fast against God. Do not cut him out of your life. Keep him as a part of every fabric of your life. He is the one that cares for you and loves you and will see you through this journey that we call life. Amen. My vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that Thou art. Be Thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, Thy 